With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo! Yo, it's your boy JTG, a.k.a. the author of Damn, Why I Write This Book? And you are listening to RCWR Show. Yo! Missed out on the most recent episode of the RCWR Show or Wrestling With The Topics? All episodes available wherever you get your podcasts. Need help booking flights, hotels, cruises, tours, scoring some sweet sporting event tickets, or renting a car? If you're always on the go or don't really have the time or energy and you need someone that's very resourceful and well-connected to do the legwork for you, You've just got to hit up my friend Leandra over at EvoTravelAgent.com forward slash Leandra. She will do her best to find you the best deals that's out there while making sure the overall experience you have wherever you find yourself traveling is a good one. All while providing personal recommendations and great attention to detail. Hit her up today by heading over to EvoTravelAgent.com forward slash Leandra. That's E-V-O-T-R-A-V-E-L-A-G-E-N-T dot com forward slash L-E-A-N-D-R-A. EvoTravelAgent.com forward slash Leandra. Or give her a call at area code 951-525-6010. That number again, 951-525-6010. And that website, once again, evotravelagent.com forward slash Leandra. If you are a person who enjoys wearing nice apparel with a positive message and vibe, Flypup is the brand for you. Flypup stands for being fearless, loving, intelligent, peaceful, empowering, and phenom. Their apparel is unisex as they offer sizes from extra small right on up to 5XL in hoodies and tees. Flypop.shop. That's the website you want to check out, and that's spelled F-L-I-P-E-P dot shop. Flypop.shop. All of their sweatshirts and hoodies are made from organic and eco-friendly materials. Their tees are soft relaxed 100% cotton and most importantly very comfortable and very affordable their tees are from Bella Canvas who are one of the top apparel material companies out there on the market 
Act right now as flypup.shop has pre-Black Friday holiday sales just in time for this holiday season. Use the code BELIEVE to use to save an additional 20% off the sale price good while supplies last. Visit flypupshop today by visiting www.flipep.shop. That's flypup.shop. Once again, flypup.shop. And also follow them on Instagram at fly underscore P-E-P. That's F-L-I underscore P-E-P. On Instagram at F-L-I underscore P-E-P. Check them out today. You're listening to the RCWR Show with Lee Sanders. Lee Sanders. Hey, 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 covering the latest in wrestling, entertainment, and beyond since 2011, Lee Sanders joining you all for this Monday night of January 9th, 2023. At this point, I believe this is episode number 944. I believe it is episode 994. I'm actually looking right now as we speak. And yes, yes, it is officially episode number 994. What is good, kind people? Hope you guys been fantastic since last. I was on the air with you guys. Last thing we did was a Wow Women of Wrestling Reaction Edition episode. I see that's been shared on social media through a few of you cats out there. Shout out to you all, especially to the good, kind people over there at Wow Women of Wrestling. So, look, we're going to see how long this show lasts because, oh, my God, did I have a trip to the dentist Today, uh, it was long overdue. I was supposed to go in for a routine checkup many months ago. And there was a couple of times where I had canceled because some stuff had came up at the last minute school, whatever was going on. It it was definitely wasn't like I was backing out on purpose. There was legit some more important stuff that I had to tackle and everything. So I had said to wifey as we were getting ready to go into the weekend, man, when was the last time exactly I was at the dentist's office for a routine checkup? And she goes, ah, looks like it's been about seven, maybe eight months. You know, you're really supposed to do it every six months. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. She's like, yeah, you're looking at about at least seven to eight months. So you might want to go ahead, come in already. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So I was just supposed to go in for a routine cleaning, but leading up to it, I started noticing certain foods I would eat. So I'll give you a perfect example and it's not long winded, but a perfect example. Let's say I'm eating some type of food with a lot of seasoning in it. Okay, so, you know, depending on the dish, you know, my number one go to is going to be black pepper. Okay. Wife will tell you I stay going through black pepper. So I noticed there was a little bit of uh, a black speck, looked like a food particle that was on one of my upper uh, teeth. I'm going, what the hell is going on here? And I 
freaking brushed. I flossed. Uh, I rinsed my mouth out whole nine yards and it was not coming out. I'm going, what the hell is going on here? So, yeah, I'm feeling the surface of it and I'm going, hmm, it kind of feels like maybe there's a little bit of residue or something possibly from not last year, but the year before when they had gave me buttons when I was doing the whole Invisalign treatment and everything. So I said, ah, OK, I'll just get them to take a look at that when I get my teeth cleaned. So that's the setup. So we go to today. I go through the cleaning. I get the same woman I had got last time who is an absolute sweetheart. She asked, she actually remembers how my mouth was before the Invisalign treatment. And I get so many compliments from practically everybody every single time. They have made me the poster child for, yes, Invisalign does work. And you definitely don't want to go with that Smile Direct Club BS. And they explain the reason why. And they always use me as a perfect. Because my case was definitely an extreme one. It, that's the whole point. It definitely was an extreme case and everything. So, you know, the whole thing is, look, we can take care of a mouth like this with Invisalign. Like, come on. You know, it's it's worth spending the extra money. And, and I definitely think it is. I know there's definitely a, a lot of folks out there. They keep saying, okay, well, why not do uh, smile direct since it's going to save me almost 60% off of what Invisalign, you know, and, and I think I'll just leave it right there as far as that. Like, if you guys want me to dive more into that, maybe you've been thinking about getting some braces and all that. If you want me to dive a lot more into that on the next episode, just you know, leave your comments, be it live or as you check this out on demand and on the downloads, let me know. And I'll definitely, you know, I'll follow up with you guys if you'd like. But yeah, go in for cleaning, which should have been honestly a half hour. Next thing I know uh, about uh, at least, God, it went from a half hour to at least an hour, 15 minutes. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, after we get the cleaning done, uh, my uh, one of my primary doctors, they come in, you know, you're supposed to you know, see how everything looks. And OK, yeah, good to go. So they had heard about my concern about that tooth. And so Doc looks at it. He goes, hmm. Yeah, I, I can tell you right now. Now, that has nothing to do with the buttons that you had got a year or two ago for your your treatment. No, it looks like what's going on right here is uh, you got some type of spacing that's going on. And so that's why you keep noticing food that keeps somehow getting caught up in there. And honestly, you know, we could ignore it, but eventually it's going to turn into a cavity if we keep ignoring it. So while it's still early, maybe we should just go on ahead and knock it out now. So I'm going, what exactly does that entail? And he goes, oh, you know, it's quite simple. Uh, basically, we're going to take some of that off. Uh, I'm going to create a little bit of a bridge for you and everything. But, you know, it's going to be a feeling when it's all said and done. I'm like, oh, OK, lovely. So, yeah, um, they injected my gums. Uh, I remember they did something with my lip as well, because I remember afterwards, after we were all done, you know, because I was talking to them, all of us, actually, we were talking about uh, Tulsa King, the new Sylvester Stallone series on Paramount Plus. Uh, we were talking a whole bunch of 
cool different stuff movies and music videos and all that type of stuff uh me the primary doctor and uh the assistant and uh, i remember when i first began trying to talk they're like what the fuck and doc's laughing he goes yeah yeah yeah. by the way you know yeah we had to you know shoot you there so you know, your your mouth is particularly that lip and all that that side of your face it's going to be numb for a couple of hours so you might want to avoid eating something because heaven forbid you bite your lip off i'm going oh thank you right so <laughs> Oh my god it was brutal man it was freaking brutal so um yeah so the side effects not that there wasn't really any but once the anesthetic uh started wearing off i started getting an excruciating headache so that's where we are uh right now i'm dealing with a pounding fucking headache I literally took some Advil right before we went on the air. So we're going to see how long we can go tonight. I I mean, look, if I'm feeling better and better, then we'll do the usual show. But, you know, if it's just we'll see how it goes. But for now, I would say my headache, it was at 100 percent. Now, I would say it's down to about. 80%. 80%. So maybe as we keep going, maybe it'll go down lower and lower. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes and everything. So besides that, everything's good over here. Uh, great weekend of NFL action. Nice wild card. If you would have told me that the Washington Commanders were going to spank the living hell out of the Dallas Cowboys, I would have said... Nah, man, you got to be kidding. You got to be kidding me on that one. And true story, true story. A friend of wifey's who she's known for a long time actually came across tickets for that game, which was out here uh, at the FedEx Stadium out here in uh, Nation's Capital and all that. And uh, she knows how much of a big fan I am of the Cowboys and everything. And so she says to me, Look, you you want to do this? It's some really, really great seats. Like, how great? I mean, you can't reach out and touch the players. It's not on the field, but it's as close as you're going to get. It's pretty damn good. Um, hmm, Cowboys, Washington. It's like, yeah, I'll bite. Uh, yeah, hit her up. Ask her how much because the friend of hers actually had two tickets available. So she hits her up, uh, private message. And about five minutes later, she goes, oh, no, 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 no. We are so not doing that. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, man, it costs like a freaking arm and a leg what she wants for the tickets. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, Yeah, well, you know, let, let it be then. And the friend apparently was pretty desperate to sell these tickets off because I guess when it's all said and done, since Washington Pretty much they were eliminated from playoff contention last weekend. You know, it's kind of like, eh, you know, look, just give me give me 80 bucks a piece and it's yours. Please, please take it. Right. That's that's how it gets sometimes, depending on the sporting team and how the record is doing. However, that season's playing out and everything. So the friend was pretty desperate to sell the tickets to us. And uh, my girl hit me up and was like, look. 
now she wants this amount for them. I'm going, nah, that's okay. Really, it's 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 good. We already know who's going to win anyway. And we started busting up laughing. So to go in the Sunday and to see that freaking <laughs> Dallas Cowboys lost to the Washington Commanders. And you can't say that, oh, well... Cowboys lost because none of the starters played. All the starters rested because, you know, they want to get ready for the play. No, no, that wasn't even the case whatsoever. No, the starters played and they got their asses handed to them. Uh, I don't know, guys. I Not to be long-winded with the NFL talk, but uh, just of all the things that just kind of surprised me from over the weekend with all of those great games. Within reason, great games. The Washington Commanders uh, Dallas Cowboys game. I really feel that Cowboys were truly exposed for what it was worth uh, over the weekend. And I do see them making a one round exit. I see them making a one round exit. So whoever they're going to be first meeting up. That's it. They are one and freaking done. That is it. Great seeing the health update on DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Looks like he is now officially, well, I won't say out of the woods, but to hear that he's finally been released from the hospital and he's now, you know, pretty much going to be. I guess going to another facility, maybe he's going to be going to some type of a a rehab facility or, or, or something along those lines. And to begin, you know, the process of, you know, a full recovery and all that. I just like hearing the fact that the man is finally breathing on his own and that he was watching the games that all played out over the weekend. And he's now been discharged. I just love because the beginning of last week was just so freaking scary. Was it not? It was so freaking scary. And that was on a Monday night, y'all. Let's not forget that. That was just last Monday when we all were just in that wrestling zone and we're checking some stuff out. And then the next thing you know, you hear about what had went down because I know a lot of you guys are kind of like me and you double dip when it comes to Monday nights, you're checking out your wrestling and maybe you're going back and forth, you know, or you got another tablet device or some device and you're watching your wrestling. And then on your other joint, you're watching the football game and all that. And then when you heard what happened with DeMar, like everything just said, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what the hell happened? I, I got to see what's going on here. That, that wrestling crap can wait. Let me let me see what's going on here. And uh, even if you weren't a football fan, but you heard what had happened, you're scrambling trying to see, you know, because it was like, wait, what? So uh, to hear that, you know, what a difference a week makes to hear how things had began for this young man on Monday. And then we fast forward to Sunday. You're just going, wow, that is that is fantastic. But I, I really hope that the NFL does the right thing by this young man. And I, I hope that, you know, see the unfortunate thing when it comes to the Mar Hamlin and everything. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. But here's the thing. You got to go back and you got to look at that rookie deal that he signed okay he signed a four or five year deal and that deal 
you know, he's not getting any of that money. Okay. Cause he, he hasn't fulfilled. Right. So I, I know there is something uh, around maybe 150,000. I don't know if that was like a signing bonus or, or what, but I know he's at least getting that. But man, I would imagine all that is going to be eaten up just off of the medical costs alone. Okay. And here's a situation right here where, you know, look, obviously football doesn't mean a goddamn thing right now. We can all be in agreement of that. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing right now. What matters is this young man having a full recovery and everything. But I I just really want you guys to really stop and think about the back end analytics to this whole NFL and, and the way things have been set up and everything, you know, which is the fact that. You know, that multi-year deal or, or, or that handful year deal, you know, that that kid signed, you know, sadly, he's not going to be able to tap into the maximum amount of that money. Not unless the owners decide, OK, you know what, let's do this kid and his family a solid and let's help them out here because, right, you know, sadly, it's, it's not that case uh, at all. And then. You know, the thing that you got to have planned in the back of your head is this man may never be the same again. Physically, he may never be the same again. He may never play another down again. And the fact that that money that should have been coming to him, you know, hey, it's not his fault that everything went down the way that it did, right? It's not his fault, but just the way the language and, and all of that, how these contracts are structured, the way some of these NFL owners basically are covering their asses and everything, you know, it, it just leaves you feeling a little bit numb. It, it leaves you feeling a little bit disgusted. It really leaves you feeling like, you know, Goddamn, Commissioner Godell and the rest of the NFL owners, y'all, y'all really should be doing more uh, for these players and everything. Because, yeah, you know, we we really took it for granted, did we not? You know, when we hear the old term about how players are literally they're willing to risk their lives for the profession that they're playing in and everything. And here was a prime example of a young man that uh, had did just that and everything. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's great to see that the community nationwide came together for this young man, supporting him, supporting his family and everything. But let's not lose sight that we also need to hold the NFL owners. You know, we need to, hold them accountable. We definitely need to encourage these NFL players, uh, especially when it comes to the next bargaining agreement that, yo, something like this, you know, look at this prime example of what happened with DeMar Hamlin here. Yeah. Something like this. If it does happen again, there definitely needs to be some type of guaranteed reassurances that as this player is trying to make their way to a full recovery. They don't have to worry about, oh my God, am I going to have to go do a Kickstarter? Am I going to have to go do a fucking GoFundMe? Am I going to have to, you know, they should be able to take comfort knowing that the NFL, I mean, just really stop and think about that. I mean, all the money that the NFL, you know, generates, especially just off of gambling. Oh my God. 
I mean, we can't put some of that to the side and we can't fucking, right? It's just something to really think about. You know, you, you guys really owe it to yourselves to do your proper research. You know, because if, if I were to really go there, go there, it would really blow your heads away and you'd be really disgusted. Uh, but just uh, that little bit of crumbs I've given to you guys, it should be enough to pique your curiosity to go piggyback see what's going on with the current bargaining agreement and you know yeah if a player gets injured just you know what exactly are these owners how much are they fronting and and all of that you y'all really need to and the owners that are doing it right anytime one of their players gets severely i mean gravely injured and they are just like don't worry about it we got it don't worry about it you know don't worry about telling you don't worry about it Bless their fucking hearts, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, maybe they could be the ones that can really try to help spearhead. Hey, we definitely need to make sure that we're doing better uh, for our players and everything. They're generating us money and all that. You know, least thing we can do is cover all their fucking medical expenses and all that. And yeah, just but yeah, that's I'm really happy to hear what's going on with Demar Hamlin now that he's alert and everything because it was looking pretty grim there for a hot minute. So hey, this week's AEW Dark Elevation card for this week a pretty solid card, and I've actually heard from some people that actually were at were at this taping, and they mentioned how. Uh, Apparently, they did this right after Dynamite. So a lot of the fans had stuck around to see this taping of Dark Elevation and they were pretty into it for what it was worth and all that. But check out the card for this week's AEW Dark Elevation. We got the ROH World Championship, Claudio Casanogli defending the title against Josh Woods. Bandito faces Christopher Daniels. I ain't seen Christopher Daniels in a good minute. So I... I I looked at this card and I said, yeah, I, I definitely want to watch this. Uh, I mean, it, you can kind of, you know, you're looking at this card as we're running down and you're pretty much in your head going, I already know who's going to win this. You're hoping maybe there's going to be a couple of curveballs, though, but you're looking at this and going, OK, looks like it's going to be a pretty predictable card as far as who wins. But is it entertaining? And some of the people that actually were at this taping said that it was pretty good, despite the fact you knew who was going to win. All the matches were pretty damn banging. Athena faced Viva Van. The Spanish announced project SAP faced Best Friends and Dan Housen. The Bollywood Boys went up against the Kingdom in a tag match. Marina Shafir, Nyla Rose in tag team action against Amira and Danica Delirug. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz joined forces. Against Ricky Gibson and Eddie Pearl. Ari Davari, Peter Avalon, Ryan Nemeth faced the House of Black. Singles action as Brian Cage went up against, uh, what's that? Scaff? Schaff? Powerhouse Hobbs faced Vinny Pacifico. And Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy were in action as well. So, Pretty solid card for this week's AEW Dark Elevation. Uh, hopefully you guys were around as we were going into the weekend because we did dedicate a whole hour to talking about the Vince McMahon back in effect. And it, it looks like as though he was trying to uh, lead a 
a sale of the WWE. That was an exclusive YouTube piece that we did. So if you guys did not check that out after this episode, you definitely want to piggy on back because later on during the show, I'll probably make a, a reference or two here and there just going back. You know, there were some new developments that I'll definitely uh, speak of and everything. But I mean, we were here. My God, what was that? Uh, what was that Saturday night? Yeah, I think it was late Saturday night uh, that we had talked about the Vince McMahon thing. Great interactions, great comments from you guys, too, that were around during that time. You guys had brought up some pretty valid points and the evil that was wished upon us as far as the potential buyer, one that, you know, don't sleep on this one as far as a wild card. And I mean, we talked about all the potential buyers out there we went over some wild cards but this one wild card i didn't even come up with and and when man it just started off with one person mentioning them and then it just started picking up traction and then the next thing you know it is just it's the gospel now and i'm going what the hell man come on don't wish that evil upon us. We'll get a little bit more into that <laughs> later on and everything. Let's talk a little bit about WWE Raw uh, for this week. Let's blaze through this real quick because, I, I mean, seriously, this Raw, you know, so-so episode. You, you know, anybody that's coming on here and saying, you know, oh, it was banging. It was it was fucking fantastic. Look, I I, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I, I would say it was, man, I'm just playing everything back in my mind. I would say it was a, it wasn't not a below average show. I will say that it was j j just about average, you know, which is kind of sad because when you really stop and think about it, okay, yeah, we had a college football game that was on, okay, but man, WWE, their main competition is the NFL, and you had no games, no NFL games that was on. I know because I was checking repeatedly. I was hoping that maybe there was going to be at least one NFL game on tonight because I wanted to get my freaking playoff fix, but there was nothing on. So you would have thought that WWE, eh, college football, the hell with that. No, let's really go ahead and let's pour it on. Let's go nice, thick, and heavy here. Let's go for it. But no, it was just a just almost average to average episode. Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin. This is pretty much how we... We're kicking off the new year here. This is how we're pretty much opening up tonight's Raw. Kevin Owens and Baron fucking Corbin. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy JBL. I, I love JBL and Owens going back and forth on the mics with one another. But, you know, because Kevin Owens, he basically was out there to talk about how he's going to take away the undisputed championship away from Roman Reigns and his promo got interrupted by JBL and you know, it was nice seeing them go back and forth, but for this to ultimately be a setup for uh, his boy, Baron Corbin, his client, you know, it's like, uh, Oh, well, this is a snoozer. So this pretty much had took us into our first match and everything. Uh, luckily the match didn't last that long. So I'll give WWE props for that. Uh, the fact that this was, you had a commercial break, but the fact that it was basically a eight minute something match. I mean, okay. 
cool, right? But <sighs> see, here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing. And this is what really sucks. With the Baron Corbin gimmick, right? Just Baron Corbin, period. What you see is pretty much what you get. However you're thinking, that's pretty much what it is, right? But I've been on this show when it comes to Baron Corbin matches. And I've always said, yo, whenever Baron Corbin is on the card... You can rest knowing that for the most part, you're going to have a fairly decent, fairly entertaining match. I've always said that throughout the years. And this was perhaps the first time in a rare, rare, rare time that I looked at a Baron Corbin match and I said, I honestly could have done without this one. It wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't that good either. You know, uh, honestly, looking back on all the matches that played out from tonight, I could have done without this match. If it would have been left off the cart, that would have been just fine. Seeing the bloodline attack Kevin Owens afterwards as Owens wasn't able to celebrate the victory that long. You know, that piqued my interest. That got me, you know, perky again and, and trying to see what all was going on and everything. Uh, Adam Pierce with some security detail. They tried to get control of the situation. We take a commercial break. We come back. We see Adam Pierce is escorting the Usos off the premises. And he's pretty much telling them, look, I'm going to take care of you guys on this Friday Smackdown. Uh, but this is what's going to be happening. You guys better get ready because you are going to have to defend those tag team titles. And Usos are like, you know, yeah, whatever. It, it is what it is. You know, we ain't tripping over that. And Adam Pierce is like, well, you should because we're going to do a tag team turmoil match tonight to determine who's going to be the number one contenders to face you guys. But yeah, meantime, you guys take a hike, deal with you all on SmackDown. So they got ejected out of the arena. But Sola Sokoa, meanwhile, he had to stick around because he was put in a one-on-one match against Dolph Ziggler. So that pretty much was... uh, was that bad boy right there? Uh, let's jump to that one. I mean, I know we're kind of jumping a little bit all over the place, but I mean, we got a nice flow so far and it's kind of staying on point and everything. No need to tease and come back later. But Solo Sokoa taking on Dolph Ziggler, uh, Samoan Spike finishing off Ziggler. It's about a 10 minute match. Uh, good, strong finish to the match, but the rest of it was was very hollow. Very hollow. And the reason for me why it was very hollow is because, and not so much to do with, okay, we know when we get Dolph Ziggler out here, he's doing a job. We know he's going to essentially be putting somebody else over. It's not so much about that. Enough of this foolishness. The RCWR Show. Stupid with Lee Sanders. Do you struggle to lose weight or do you lose weight only to gain it all back? Have you tried those numerous diets, including starving yourself or those exercise plans that's come up unsuccessful? Let's be honest. It can be challenging to maintain and lose weight. Hey, 
That's why you got to hit up the good folks over at nyweightlossmd.com. That's nyweightlossmd. The NY Weight Loss MD program is designed to get you results, the best results humanly possible, in a safe and effective way. The Weight Loss MD program is virtual. That's right, it's virtual. It's online. And it's doctor-supervised, serving all New York residents. No need to leave your home or endure long wait lines just to see your doctor. The NY Weight Loss MD program will transform the way you approach weight loss and empower you to achieve long-term sustainable weight loss success. Learn more as you can get a consultation right now. That's right. Hit them up right now. Schedule a free online consultation to find out how they can help you. Just head on over to www.ny weightlossmd.com now I want to make sure you get that right that's www.nyweightlossmd www.nyweightlossmd.com feel free to also give them a call at area code 917-297-0714 that number again 917 917- Two nine seven zero seven one four. The NY Weight Loss MD program. Hit them up right now. Become a professional life coach today. Life coaching is a flexible, lucrative, modern career paying up to sixty-five dollars an hour. Get started today. Head over to WorldLifeCoachAssociation.com. Sign up and take our certificate program to get you started. Also, refer a friend and earn $80 per referral. So don't miss out. Head over to WorldLifeCoachAssociation.com and sign up now. That's WorldLifeCoachAssociation.com. Feel youthful, healthy, and energetic again with Premium Feast. Made with over 50 raw, ripe USDA organic fruits and vegetables, Premium Feast is created with a proprietary procedure that retains critical essential nutrients that most foods are missing. You get the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytonutrients, active enzymes, and probiotics found only in natural, raw, unprocessed food. Every time you take Premium Feast, you'll get the nutritional value of 10 or more servings of fruits and vegetables. It's the ultimate organic organic superfood and contains all the nutrients to help you feel healthy, youthful, and vibrant again. Now that I'm taking Premium Feast, I feel young and healthy again. Since our family started drinking Premium Feast, it's rare that any of us get sick, and our kids absolutely love it. I've been taking Premium Feast now for three months, and I feel 10 years younger and slimmer. Order now and get 35% off with free shipping. Go online to premiumfeast.net, premiumfeast.net. That's premiumfeast.net. The RCWR Show with Lee Sanders. That's not what it is whatsoever. I think the main issue right now is it, it kind of feels as though the jury is still somewhat out on what exactly are we doing here with Solo Sokoa? What exactly is the plan here with him? Right. And it still kind of feels like Triple H and crew are, are a little bit 
lost in the shuffle here. You know, it kind of feels like they still are in some type of a a weird preliminary phase when it comes to Sokoa. You would have thought that by having Sokoa out here against a multi-time champion in Dolph Ziggler and him defeating Dolph Ziggler that, okay, yeah, all right, this is definitely going to, yeah, boy, that's Sokoa. You know, yeah, he really held himself up pretty good there against, you know. But no, and I, I think what was really kind of hollow uh, about this when it's all said and done is the fact that you had no story there was no type of a build up for it uh whatsoever um we've honestly seen better matches involving sola sokoa i mean when you really stop to think about it we have seen him in in better action but it feels like right now he is just in this and, and you kind of hope that maybe the way that sola is going to uh, be redeemable uh, among the fans. And I definitely feel he will be. If you don't have him execute a strong showing at the Royal Rumble as far as eliminations, then everything that you're doing with this young man so far is pretty much a bust. I think from the moment that they have first introduced him to the main roster, I I thought they'd handled that very well. Having him be that clutch, that clutch ace for helping Roman maintain his championship in some key moments, getting some key victories. I thought that was really good. And, you know, his role in the bloodline so far, you know, he fits very well in everything. But just going this route with Dolph Ziggler, um, I honestly could have done uh, without it. You know, I, I like the fact that they've turned him into this Samoan bulldozer. I hate to borrow that, but they have. They've turned him into this this great wrecking machine. And that definitely makes him look pretty strong. It makes him look much stronger when you factor him in with the bloodline and everything. But big deal. You got a W over Dolph Ziggler. Who hasn't beaten Dolph Ziggler is pretty much the whole freaking argument. But when it's all said and done, I'll give the devil the devil its due. Sokoa did look pretty good here. I'll say that. He did look pretty good here. Uh, Dominic. Get a nice little preview of Dominic as uh, he talked about how prison made him hard and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... That was definitely some hilarious shit right there. I, I gotta, I'll save that for last because that that actually was some pretty hilarious shit. Um, this howdy duty, Uncle Howdy, Howdy Duty. I said Howdy Duty. Lord have mercy, Uncle Howdy, Alexa Bliss. I I am just bored out of my fucking mind with this. This is just honestly the drizzling shits. So let me see if I got this straight. We do a video recap. Of what's been happening over the past couple of weeks. Only to have Alexa Bliss come into the ring. And I, I guess she's kind of like. I, 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 I guess she's kind of like, you know, hey, here I am. And uh, I guess Bianca Belair doesn't want none of this. Because she now realizes she's staring into uh, the face of evil or, or, or whatever. And. She's talking about how she hasn't felt 
good about herself in a long time and how she is basically getting the urge to hurt people and all that. And then we get the freaking Howdy Doody video on, on the little Titan Tron and we see footage of old Alexa Bliss and Lily. And next thing you know, we got Howdy Doody popping up top of the stage ramp. Holding his little jacket and everything like the freaking leprechaun in the little movie franchise there. And it's just another stare down. Thank God it wasn't as long and repetitive as it was a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. You guys remember that? They kept cutting back and forth, back and forth. Bray Wyatt, howdy doody. Bray Wyatt, howdy doody. Bray Wyatt, howdy doody. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Stay on howdy doody. Stay on howdy doody. Go back to Bray. Howdy doody. And I mean, it was the longest freaking least they kind of learned their lesson right here. But I, I still thought that it was uh, it's a wet fart. It was just what what the fuck was the whole point? Man, give me some money. Give me some of that WWE money. I want to be paid to just come on out there, stand at the top of the stage trap. <laughs> Are you irritated yet? I mean, seriously. And then that's it. That's it. I'm not wrestling. I'm not doing anything. I'm just coming out there, looking at my opponent, and laugh. That's it. Paycheck. God, that easy? Sign me up. Sign me up. Everybody involved, especially that howdy doody motherfucker. I mean, that, that's some good money. That is some good money. Damn good money that they're getting right now. But I, I don't care. Of all the story arcs that we're seeing right now, this is the one that I am least invested in, that I don't give a damn about. Uh, we got to switch gears already. We got to fucking pick it up because it is just staggering uh, right now. That's the guys to honest truth. It is it is staggering. And then from one staggering segment storyline uh we pretty much go to another one with damage control and mia yem as uh this one what the hell man look this ultimately because i remember bailey was doing a little bit of trash talking and everything i'm actually looking in my notes here to see if uh yeah i didn't write down what bailey was saying but bailey was talking some hot trash you know me and yim coming out there they had their one-on-one -on -one match um not the best match uh, i've seen from either of these girls I, I mean any other time you would go oh bailey Mia yim oh this should be a banger No, on the contrary. So let's look at the pros and cons for this one. On the one hand, you're going, okay, good. Bailey got the win here. And that's good. That that's that's what you want to do because you want to have Bailey look as strong as she can going into her confrontation with Becky Lynch, because you know the two of them are gonna lock it up again. Action in the ring, though, between Bailey and Mia Yim, you know, eh, decent. Maybe I would feel a little bit better if they didn't take that little commercial break in between. Because, I mean, this match only went for like maybe seven minutes. 
and, and like I don't know, maybe at about the three four minute mark, you take a commercial break, and then you pretty much come back and match is only on full screen for just what so long. I don't know if maybe I would have felt a little bit different had they not taken the commercial break. Um, I still am having a hard time pronouncing Michin, Mashan, Mishin, Mishin, Mashan, Michin. I mean, it almost sounds like some type of noodles, right? So, you know, you know, you got ramen noodles and all that, uh, I'm trying Nissan and you know and who's the other one Macaron or whatever the fuck it is right I mean this sounds like some type of new company that is trying to present some new type of noodles and all that and uh, I, I can't we gotta drop that shit just just call her Mia Yim just call her Mia Yim or just call her just call her Yim shit seriously man uh, Johnny Gargano it was revealed that he is injured. He's got a knee injury. So as a result of that, he is out of the tag team turmoil. We transition to Candice LeRae, who is upset that Johnny Gargano is not going to be in the tag team turmoil. Meanwhile, she focuses on her career ambitions now that she's part of the main roster. And she likes the idea of potentially challenging for the women's title at WrestleMania as She's kind of alluding to the Women's Royal Rumble and everything. Rhea Ripley pretty much interrupts her, pretty much sets up a match for later on that night and everything. We go to that match. Um, What do I say about this match? Average. Uh, average at most. Another case right here where small person, you know, David versus Goliath. Um, kudos to Candice bumping like a motherfucker for Rhea Ripley. Uh, it seemed as though Rhea Ripley, maybe you could say kind of overestimated Candice just a just a tiny little bit there. I mean, because you had a few instances, instances where Candice was on the offense, you know, looked pretty good there. Um but Ripley, man, um, Ripley to me feels like she has just been on another universe these past couple of months now. And she just really feels like, OK, she's good as golden. She's ready to go. Let's move her to the title picture already. Right. I mean, you just feel like with everything that has been built up with her so far. You just feel like that trigger is about to be pulled any minute. I got to tell you, I'll be straight up honest with you guys. I know we're a few weeks away from Royal Rumble and everything. But as far as predictions go and everything, uh, I, I got to say, I got to say to you guys, Rhea Ripley, I'd be shocked if she doesn't win the Rumble. I would legit be shocked if she does not win the Rumble because I'm just looking at the current landscape and everything. Uh, let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. I'm going to rephrase that in a different way. I would be disappointed to see Rhea Ripley not win the Royal Rumble. But, because I, I 
I think I kind of know where they're going with the women's Royal Rumble. Again, we'll talk more about it as we get closer to the Rumble. But I would be disappointed tremendously if Rhea Ripley does not win the Royal Rumble. But if you were to tell me, look, it's okay. Because whenever the next money in the bank goes down, obviously there's going to be a men's and there's going to be a women. If you were to say to me, Rhea Ripley's going to win the women's, then it's kind of, oh, okay, cool, right? I'm teasing you guys with that. I don't want to go too much more into it, but I'm just going to tease you with that. I would like to see Rhea Ripley win the Rumble. I would be disappointed, but I I would understand because I, I have a feeling that as far as women's Rumble goes, I, I think I have a good idea who's going to win that. More on that in a couple of weeks. Let's not get into it right now. Uh, let's keep rocking and rolling, though. Uh, Cody Rhodes continue to get a video on his recovery from injury. Got a uh, little cameo appearance that Brandy Rhodes had made as well. I think this is the first time that we've seen Brandy since... Cody came back to the WWE and everything. So it's kind of nice that we're seeing both of them acknowledged and all that. So that's that's pretty badass. As a matter of fact, that I'm really thinking about it. This is this had marked the first official time for WWE television that Cody and Brandy were recognized as husband and wife. Because remember, when they both were still in the WWE and Brandy was still doing announcing and all that before. I remember she left for a little bit. I'm trying to. Yeah, she left for a little bit. I, mine's a little fuzzy right now, so I'm not going to go there. But yeah, I remember even after they got married and all, they never did acknowledge their relationship on television and and it made sense when you really stop and think about it. not that it was a big deal because it, it really wasn't but th- there was no storyline at that point where okay we have to recognize brandy and cody because this is going on right we we, we didn't have that actually so this was oh, nice it was a nice touch that they had did obviously the way that they're building this up And I'm liking these little stories that they're telling, reintroducing Cody to the WWE universe. Not that they need to, but just I I love this. Hey, remember me? Right. I like that they're doing this. And obviously the big payoff is going to be Cody returning at the Royal Rumble. And uh, I like how they've been piecing this all all together. They've handled this on the plus side. They've handled this good. I got to give them a lot of props on that. Oh, God, is it already time for the tag team turmoil? Yeah, yeah. Video package of Bronson Reed. Byron Saxon was interviewing Miz and Bronson backstage. I need Miz to just be off TV for a year, man. Seriously. Bronson pretty much saying straight up, look, if you need me, you you know, you got to pay me. We ain't friends, but whatever you need me to do, I'm there. Just make sure you pay me. Right, that, that pretty much was Bronson Reed's message. Meanwhile, Damage Control had got another beatdown on Mia Yim backstage. Chaos erupting and everything. And uh, from there, probably the greatest highlight of the night was seeing Dominic Mysterio, uh, Mysterio who uh, talked about being arrested and going to jail and everything. 
Uh, he and uh, what's the Judgment Day? They were part of a Miz TV segment. And this was really just all about Dominic Mysterio, just him putting the the prison thing over. Or as I like to say, gangster, gangster, gangster Dominic, gangster Dominic. I, I got to tell you, man, watching Dominic Mysterio blossom into a full-blown cartoon character because i mean that's essentially what what he has become and i don't mean that in a disrespectful way he has really become a pretty animated colorful character and i love that i i love that because it's an interesting metamorphosis that's going on with him because it almost reminds you and i don't want people to get lost in what i'm about to say because people are going to just hear it the way they think they are supposed to be hearing it, and they're not going to really stop, maybe pause the audio, pause the video, and really think about what I'm about to say here, which is this. Dominic Mysterio, his metamorphosis, where he is now, and ultimately what he can truly become because I, I still don't think he's reached his peak as far as a character goes right I, I think there's a lot more to scratch there right he, he's just getting started but it reminds me so much of one of my all-time favorite actors in Al Pacino and his journey in The Godfather and Francis Ford Coppola going to war with the movie production company and you know they're like hey this Al Pacino guy no we no we got some other people we have in mind that would be better suited for the role of Michael Colleone and Francis Ford Coppola he's going no 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 look I'm telling you this is the guy He's got mad serious rage. He can do it all. I'm telling you. Look, look, look. Just look at this great performance of his from Panic in the Needle Park. If you've never seen that movie, you got, oh my God, that, that in Dog Day Afternoon. I mean, just, whew, nice, good back, back to back combo right there. But particularly, you know, just home in on, on Godfather, right? And you had the production company, they're like, no, we, we're not really, no, no, no. And one of the first scenes that was filmed was Al Pacino as Michael Corleone. Um, I believe one of the first scenes they did was the, I think it was the restaurant scene where he shot the commissioner and um, the police chief and the, the mob guy. I think that was like one of the first scenes that they did. And... He actually failed that. Coppola actually had to pull Pacino to the side and say, "Look, man, I, I'm trying here, but let me show you. Let me show you how you look in here. And you know, I'm, I'm trying, but kid, you got to do your part. Otherwise, this is it. This is gonna be it for you and everything. And just link that back to the transformation that you see that Michael Corleone character go through and that whole process of the movie." And just the 180. If you were to tell me many, many, many months back when we were first getting Dominic Mysterio. I mean, man, we've, we've had him on TV now. Not many months back when we've had Dominic Mysterio on our TV now 
damn near two years, if not a little bit more. You know, if you were to tell me, no, nah, this kid is going to figure it out. He's going to get the right advice. He's going to start piecing it all together. And he's going to start becoming one of the main highlights for Monday Night Raw. Uh, anything that is trending WWE wise on social media Dominic is going to have something to do with it. It's going to be fucking memorable. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, it's going to be memorable. You know, I, I would say, and Dominic Mysterio is supposed to be at the core of, I, I would not believe that. I, I would not believe it back then. So I'm really, really impressed with how far along uh, the kid has come. Ser seriously, he is carving out his own little niche and everything i i dare say when you go back you could almost make an argument here where if you were to go back and look at okay let's think about legendary wrestlers that had kids that tried to follow in their footsteps right as far as being a wrestler being a sports entertainer and all that you know, how many truly have been successful, you know, you almost at the rate. Now, Dom's not done yet, but at the rate that Dominic Mysterio is going right now, he is definitely continuing to just chip, chip, chip away. And let me make sure I, I really paint this with a nice, good stroke here. OK, I'm not saying in ring wise. Character. It's a big difference. Character. He's really chipping away and, and really carving it out. He's, he's doing good. He's finding his stride. I'm loving it. But um, I love seeing him with the fucking <laughs> gangster paradise Crips blood kind of look that he had going on there tonight with the bandana talking about how prison made him tough and and how he was sleeping on a bunk and he heard somebody sleeping, talking shit about him. Get out of his bunk, slaps the hell out of him, asks him if there's a problem. Guy's like, no, not at all. And right. So now he has an idea of what prison life is truly is truly like. And and, and he understands basically uh, what Martha Stewart must have uh, went through. Don't even get me started on Martha Stewart. Anybody that knows their history about Martha Stewart knows damn well Martha Stewart did not do hard times in fucking prison. She pretty much was living a good life like fucking uh, Paul Sorvino and, and Goodfellas there. Like, you know, remember when they all went to jail? And they still got everything that they freaking needed and then some, all right? It, it was like they were on vacation. That's exactly what had happened with Martha Stewart. So let's get that bullshit out the way. But uh, nice, hilarious, uh, nice, hilarious segment there. Major highlight of the night. Hi, Marks. Hi, Marks. They're handling that just right. That pretty much led to the tag team turmoil match. Where the winners of that was Judgment Day. Judgment Day defeating, uh, and let me, all the teams here. Let me give a nod to all the teams that were part of this tag team turmoil here. So we had the OC. Uh, and then we had Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Who came out at number three. Uh, from there, 
Did I mention Chad Gable and Otis? I don't think I did. Somewhere in there, uh, they came out. And then your last team was Street Profits. Now, from the time Street Profits had came out, uh, apparently Finn Balor storyline got injured, so he wasn't able to go. And Dominic Mysterio ripped off his shirt or or he just decided, yeah, I'll, I'll go in. I, I can do this. Right. So that's that's what went down with that. But um, I got to say, as far as the tag team turmoil it, it itself, I mean, this was what closed out WWE Raw and it went about 50 minutes. So this had really got a lot of time here. Um, dragging. At some points, just to be dragging, after all, they had to kill time, right? But putting that to the side, Judgment Day, probably one of their best performances to date uh, as far as tag team action goes. Love seeing them mixing it up with the Profits, too, by the way. I mean, Montez Ford was on a whole nother level. Uh, tonight, uh, I was enjoying that. I was enjoying his outing. Uh, good match. Good match. Dragging, but damn good. Post-match, Usos came out, stare down Judgment Day to pretty much end the show. And that pretty much was it. So, I'm missing something out of there. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Bobby Lashley actually had made his return. It was... Four weeks ago that we had last saw Bobby Lashley. So Lashley making his return. He pretty much came out right after Austin Theory and Seth Rollins were done having a few exchanges of words in the ring. Basically, you heard rumblings online and some other stuff that Seth Rollins is injured. But the more and more you read up on it, it's okay. This is a storyline. So let's see how this plays out. So Theory... With all his ego at full display, talking about how he's going to go into the Royal Rumble, win it, go to WrestleMania, win the undisputed title while still holding on to his United States championship. This made Seth Rollins come out. And uh, contrary to what Austin Theory was putting out there about Rollins not being at 100%, Rollins having to go away for a while, Rollins actually came out. He pretended he was limping and all that on a crutch, but then started playing the guitar on the freaking crutch, basically saying to Theory, yeah, it's true, not 100%, but we'll be 100% come the World Rumble. We'll be at 100% to kick your ass, maybe even take that United States title, definitely win the Royal Rumble, go to WrestleMania, win the Heavyweight Championship. So... That pretty much was it for Rollins. He rolls out. Lashley comes out. Theory not wanting to have anything to do uh, with Lashley. Uh, matter of fact, Theory tried to take a swing at Lashley with the crutch. Missed. Lashley off the ropes. Hits him with a spear. Rolls out. Lashley. Great reaction from the crowd. We later learned that MVP was very instrumental in getting uh, Bobby Lashley back into the WWE and uh, MVP saying to Lashley, hey, are, are we cool? Can bygones now be bygones? Because got to tell you, 
you know, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, they've seen the error of their ways. And I'm telling you, man, we can definitely patch all this up and, you know, put the business back together again. Lashley not really letting the past remain in the past. He's still a bit sore about what all had transpired between him and MVP to the point of, look, water under the bridge. Can't forget what all went down, but water under the bridge uh, but not right now and MVP told him look you ever decide you want to expand the business phone number is still the same so you know kind of matches up to what MVP Lashley who's been very very vocal about it Shelton even about yo so much left with the hurt business need to run that back nice to see that nod i i definitely feel sooner or later i mean if i'm gonna make a bold prediction i'm gonna say summer i'm gonna say by summer hurt business uh most likely will have reformed i'm wait and see how it pans out but i i definitely feel 2023 hurt business will for sure reform they need to i mean there was so much so much good that could have continued to come out of that, man. A lot. Of, I mean, there was a lot left in that tank. A lot left in that tank. So I'm going to be very happy when they do run that back. Because honestly, that was one of the best goddamn things that they had going on. Uh, what was that? year and a half ago? Can't believe it's been that long. But yeah. So that's WWE Raw. Not too... Uh, I normally like to say not too shabby of an episode, but a bit of a uh, below average to a average episode uh, when it's all said and done. Definitely a passable episode, just not all the way around exciting. You know, a lot of a lot of dull moments here and there. Um, some people will look at this and say, oh, well, you know, you had that college football championship game on, so... I'm very curious to see what happens next week. I would hope that things are really going to start popping big time next week on as we get closer and closer to the Royal Rumble. But we shall wait and see. Hey, if you guys been enjoying yourself so far, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that like button. Click on the notifications tab so you know about new content that comes your way on a weekly basis subscribe 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 make sure you know about new content that comes your way we're always up to something here multiple times a week on the channel uh some other stuff that we can get into as we are winding down here um heads up there is a gofundme that has launched within the past couple of days to help out ring of honor original deranged who suffered a knee injury in the ring and he noted that it is going to be several months before he can even walk on crutches let alone uh be able to start doing anything physical I would imagine as far as working out, uh, things of that nature. So, uh, again, it's going to be many, many months before he can even walk without crutches. 
And then just to do some, you know, physical stuff, you know, maybe start working out and all that. That's going to be at least a year. So he's looking at some serious downtime. And it looks like right now he's seeking $50,000 to cover his medical expenses. And um, it's slowly staggering, slowly staggering. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if when it's all said and done, a lot of people are probably going to be like, deranged? Deranged? Who? Who? Who is this? Um, it's staggering. The last I saw, it was maybe $1,500. And his goal is $50,000. I mean, he's not asking for that much, but I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, for the rest of this week. It'll be interesting to see if uh, um, I know the train of thought I want to get out there. I guess I'll just spit it out there. I was trying to clean it up, but I'll just throw it out there. It'll be interesting to see this week's AEW programming. I haven't watched dark elevation yet so if they've already begun promoting the gofundme yeah i'll know soon because I, I will be watching the episode but you know i, I hope that tony khan and them uh, i hope that they do a nice little gesture there and put that on blast during their aew programming for this week you know try to get the word out and everything and i uh, hope this man in his quest to you know make a full recovery and all that would be would be nice and all you know you hate you know going into the new calendar year hearing stuff like this right so Vince McMahon following up on the news about Vince McMahon here so last we left off which was Saturday night I basically was reacting to all the news that had came about with Vince McMahon coming back into the WWE for the sole purpose of setting up WWE ultimately for a sale, for a potential sale and everything. And uh, leave it to Conrad Thompson. I definitely want to uh, give him some love because uh, apparently uh, this has been something as far as WWE being up for a potential sale. This is something that he has known about enough of this foolishness the rcwr show it's, it's stupid with lee sanders did you know that every time you use the internet, all the data on your device is accessible to hackers and identity thieves? But you can protect your data and your privacy with VPN Area. Online at vpnarea.com. Without a VPN, all your online data flows naked and it's vulnerable on the internet. It takes a couple minutes for anyone on a public Wi-Fi network to intercept your data and its well-known internet providers retain your browsing history for months, even longer. VPN Area protects your internet connection with an unbreakable military-grade encryption VPN tunnel to ensure your data and your browsing history remain private. And if you don't love it, you can have your money back. That's right. They offer a 30-day money-back satisfaction guarantee. VPN Area have unbeatable prices, too, and it's easy to use. Protect your internet data and privacy and access your favorite sites and platforms from abroad. VPNarea.com. That's VPNarea.com. Missed out on the most recent episode of the RCWR show or wrestling with the topics? All episodes available wherever you get your podcast. With Backpage shutting down, bitches are now selling box on SoundCloud. Available for download. Link is in bio. <laughs> hey folks, Lee here. 
If you're like me and you love coffee, but don't like the jitters and sudden crash it can bring, then have I got good news for you. The folks over at HighestGroundCoffee.com have created some of the best coffee that's around which allows users to experience all the benefits of cannabis without smoking. Highest Ground Coffee is easy to use and consume while providing the same effects and duration, all without any off flavors or smells. And you get that every single time with every single cup of coffee from HighestGroundCoffee.com. Whether you're suffering from COPD, stress, anxiety, or stiff joints, Highest Ground Coffee does a great job in helping you relax while putting a smile on your face. RCWR Show listeners, listen up. Right now, save up to $15 off your order of $40 or more when you use the promo code DOPECOFFEE. That's spelled D-O-P-E-C-O-F-F-E-E. That's right. Use the promo code DOPECOFFEE to save $15 off your order of $40 or more at highestgroundcoffee.com. Just in time for this holiday season. Also, be sure to follow Highest Ground Coffee on social media. Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Highest Ground Coffee. Also on Instagram and Twitter at Highest Coffee Co. Highestgroundcoffee.com highestgroundcoffee.com One more time, highestgroundcoffee.com Whether you need great and affordable gift ideas for that birthday, anniversary, Christmas, or just out of the blue, Cammer.com has the finest jewelry that's perfect and affordable. Show that special someone how much you care with help from Cammer.com spelled C-A-M O-R-T, Cammered.com. Fast, easy, and reliable shipping. Cammered.com has great gift ideas for him and her. Visit them today. Cammered.com. Cammered.com, providing the perfect one-of-a-kind gifts for your loved ones. The following ad is brought to you in part by Derek E. Thomas.IntelTravel.com. Need help planning the ultimate travel experience? Looking to get away for a few days from home or work? Is your vacation right around the corner and you're not sure how to spend it? Let my good friend Derek Thomas of Thomas Travel Network help. The Thomas Travel Network provides the ultimate fun experience in travel and leisure. Whether traveling locally or abroad, trying to stay within a certain budget, or maybe you just don't have the time to put an itinerary together. The Thomas Travel Network can help. Visit DerekEThomas.IntelTravel.com Give Derek Thomas of Thomas Travel Network a call today at area code 704-835-2522. Once again, that's area code 704-835-2522. Visit DerekEThomas.IntelTravel.com. You can also email him at DT1964DT at msn.com or derek.thomas at inteltravel.com. One more time, visit derekethomas.inteltravel.com. 
And if you've missed any of that information, have no fear. We've included it in the episode description of this very episode. The Thomas Travel Network, providing the ultimate fun experience in travel and leisure. And now, now, back to the great talk of wrestling, entertainment, and beyond. Since 2011, you're listening to the RCWR Show with Lee Sanders. heard whispers about for several months now and uh, as many of you guys probably know by now uh, a company had the WWE that is uh, they have hired JP Morgan as an advisor for a potential sale following Vince McMahon's return to the board of directors let's not also forget that in the process of George uh, George Barros and um What's the uh, what's the chick's name? Michelle Wilson. I, I can't think of her name right now. Forgive me if I messed up her name. But McMahon is bringing them back as part of the board. And it, just a fucked up way that this had went down because it was essentially, OK, I'm coming back. I'm bringing these two people. Yeah, yeah, I fired them. I let them go a couple of years back because of, yeah, but but they're going to help me make a ton of money with this one. It's going to be a foolproof plan. So, yeah, we're coming back. So we need three seats from you, motherfucker. Right. So they kicked off. If I remember this right, I think three people pretty much were fired. You know, there's resign and then no, you're, you're, you're just fired. Right. So pretty much they replaced three people that just, hey, thanks for doing your job, pal. But yeah, you know, fuck it. And if I remember correctly, I'll have to rely on you guys if I'm messing this up as far as the, the timeline and all that the news goes. But three people, I think, resigned as a result of McMahon, Barros, and Wilson coming back. I know one of the people that resigned was the guy that ultimately was responsible for investigating Vince McMahon for the embezzlements, uh, you know, the scandals, and you know, ultimately taking down John Laurinaitis and all that, right? So this guy... This guy resigned. And I mean, can you blame a motherfucker? Because, wow, this system really is rigged. Well, shit, I definitely don't want to have anything to do with this. Can you blame a motherfucker for feeling that way? I don't think anybody can. I really don't think anybody can. And I mean, look what it's all said and done. This is Vince McMahon's company. Uh, If these are the conditions he wants to set forth, is it dirty as I don't know what? Is it, ooh, is it crude? Yeah, it is. It is. But he can do that. He can do that. It it really sucks. It it really does suck. But yeah, Thompson uh, had spoke about the situation uh, recently, and he was quoted saying, I've been saying on this program for a while that WWE was going to sell. You know, why I said that because I knew remember when Nick Khan first joined WWE when he joined, he was an agent. That is true. That is true. I happen to have some friends who need representation like that. My friend was represented by the same company that Nick Khan was sort of running. When my friend sees 
that this guy who runs this big agency is now going to WWE. He thought, what the f- this doesn't make any sense. Uh, he called his contact. What's up with Nick going to WWE? He said this years ago. Nick has a deal with Vince where his contract gets a big payday when he helps facilitate a sale. Now, let me pause on that. Let me pause on that because we got to go back to a couple of days ago, specifically over the weekend. And I referenced Nick Khan and I I said, look, I, I would like to believe that with Nick Khan in place currently that in the position that he's being put in, you know, he is going to be part of this whole cell thing, you know, if it is going to, in fact, go down and everything. Right. Um, so to hear Conrad Thompson mentioned this right here, you know, it just feels kind of. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to have Nick Khan be part of this whole WWE cell, the fuck do you have him there for? Really? What, what's the why? Why do you have him there? He told me the number. I won't say the number because that's talking about someone's money and that's not cool. But let's say this. It's more than AEW's TV contract is for a year. It's a lot. I've heard back channel before Mean Gene Okerlund passed. He said, I heard from I won't say who he heard from when the stock gets to so and so. This has been brewing for a while. And as we all had saw before the announcement was made with McMahon coming back and into play and everything, the WWE stock was at like, my God, uh, 60 something dollars, somewhere in the $60 range. And man, when you went into that Friday, you're going, holy shit. Uh, with the news, I mean, it is shot as high as like 83, 84, uh, maybe even $88. Okay. But I mean, it, it rose significantly and everything. Okay. And you look at all of this positivity that has happened financially for the WWE since Nick Khan came on board the WWE back in 2020. I mean, this is just, it's ridiculous right here. It is freaking ridiculous right here. Uh, what's going on? WWE stock rose to its highest closing point in over three years on Monday. Stock closed at $87.82, up $3.55 from the previous closing price. Today's price marked the best closing price for the stock since it closed at $98.50. You got to go as far back as April of 2019 for that one before crashing to $85 and change a couple of days uh, later, uh, that respective week in April. The stock price has risen almost $20 in the past week, and it closed at $68.58 just last Tuesday. When you really stop and, and, and think about that. So just the news, not so much the news of this McMahon returning, just the fact that, oh, wow, WWE is, is about to be sold and people want to be in. OK, their stock available. OK, let's buy it up. I want to be in on this. What's what's going on here? What, what potentially is going to be going down here? So 
I mean, uh, I told you guys that a, a new dark horse potentially is in the arena now, which is the freaking Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia prince. You know, I mean, if anybody has enough money to buy the WWE and, yo, if it's a case where, no, let's just make it a private company, everything can remain as it is right now. We're not going to interfere. We're just going to be rolling in the money. You guys can just do whatever you guys want to do. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I know a lot of people feel a particular way uh, about what's happening out there in Saudi Arabia. And as an American to hear, wait a minute, man, WWE, right? Uh, I know that would definitely rub a lot of people the wrong way. But you all should know by now that when it counts the most, the only thing that McMahon cares about is the color green and pretty much being financially set. So to hear that. The Saudi prince and crew, you know, through his respected financial entities and all that, you know, that this could be a dark horse. I mean, nobody's betting on this dark horse right now. But the fact that potentially this could be the one that could come in and buy the WWE. I've been watching episodes of The Best Man, the final chapters with my wife. And because uh, uh, when we both were you know, coming up and everything, we were we were fans of the uh, movies and all that. So uh, we've been watching the uh, final chapters on Peacock. Finally, I'm able to watch something that's not wrestling related on Peacock. And, you know, it's the best man series. So I've been enjoying it. I'm referencing it because one of the story arcs that they've got going on, Q, uh, realizes that his uh, father, you know, it, it isn't doing so good health wise. His mind, you know, he's not quite as sharp uh, as he used to be in everything. And while his father's health is on the decline, he, Q that is, is trying to do everything in his power to keep the family business afloat. And uh, they tried opening up a couple of chains. I think it was like maybe some restaurants or something. They tried to open some stuff up overseas and you know, they got hit by COVID. And unfortunately, they had to shut them down and everything. But just when COVID had hit Q's family business, it got hurt big time. They pretty much had lost like half their profits and everything. And so he's been trying to do everything that he possibly could do to keep the company afloat. You know, he's got thousands of employees under him that are relying on him to, you know, hey, we want to continue to get a paycheck and all that. So ultimately uh, he brokered a deal with this overseas company and they pretty much said, look, you know, we know what the name stands for. We know, you know all about your business. You know, we know what y'all have done for generations now. And it would really be a great honor to partner up with you all. Everything would be exactly the same as it is right now. We wouldn't meddle in, you know, your hiring process, you know, 
um whatever you want to do cosmetic wise right like their their whole thing is we we just no we're not we're not gonna have any say you gotta attend maybe a couple of meetings you know a few times a year but other than that like no we just we're chilling in the background keep running the business the way you're running it and so Q tried to take the information to his father and all, and his father wasn't having it. His father was very disgusted uh, with the notion of selling the company to these people and everything. So I bring all that up. You know, you kind of tie it back to the WWE and everything. Contrary to how some people may feel about Saudi Arabia, if the Saudi printing crew were to present a substantial a substantial deal to WWE especially for those TV rights deals and all that you know uh, quite a handsome package where it's in a way where WWE is no longer a publicly traded company that is a win-win situation for a lot of people a lot of people involved. Of course, though, you would have to wonder what does this mean for potential sponsors? What does this mean for Canadian sponsors of WWE? What does this mean for American sponsors of WWE? Hypothetically speaking, if WWE goes even more, I mean, they're already in bed with Saudi. Okay. Now, only thing missing now. <laughs> okay, I can't believe I'm going the Beyonce route. But the only thing that's missing now is for the Saudi prince to uh, WWE, uh, uh, all all the single companies, all the single companies, all the single companies, all the single companies, put a ring on it. Come on, let's make it official. Uh, um, you know, if they were to make it official, you you just can't help but domino effect wise. Okay, how are some of these companies going to respond? To that, uh, are they gonna right? Are they gonna do business, or are they gonna let politics? Are they gonna let social media, you know, hashtag movements, whatever narratives that's being put out there? Are they gonna let that affect their bottom dollar and potentially doing business with? You, you feel where I'm coming from? So it's a very interesting puzzle. That's going on here, right? And there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving pieces, but how it all is going to pan now. I mean, look, for all we know, nothing may actually happen. Nothing may actually happen. Of course, everybody's still talking about what's going on with creative I'm with you guys. Let's just see what happens. Seriously. I mean, we'd be losing our shits if we were to just on and on and on all night, you know, day after day, week after week. Like, you know, at this point, you just got to sit back and you just got to watch what happens between now and going into summer. You just got to watch and see what happens, what more talents get picked up, if any. It's going to make this year's Royal Rumble quite an interesting Thing to watch too by the way um bus flips just all of those things we got to be paying attention to in the next couple of months pay attention to these story arcs that's pretty much going to tell us all that we need to know going forward 
Uh see. Programming notes on that note. So, your next edition of the RCWR show is going to be going down on Wednesday night, January 11th, 2022. Going to be live after AEW Dynamite goes off the air. We'll get into loads of AEW news. So, definitely make sure you join us for that. Dynamite Fallout, AEW news, wrestling related news. Uh, you know, go all over the place on that one. So, have fun. Check that out. You guys are going to be around. We'll be live at, let's say, 10.05, 10.05 p.m. Eastern. We'll be doing that. And, of course, this weekend, I'll be back with some more WOW Women of Wrestling coverage for you guys. And other than that, I say let's stick a fork in it, man. Let's uh, let's say this episode is done for tonight. Be kind. Rewind. Check out previous episodes you might have missed on demand and on the downloads wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, we're also on Spotify. Yeah, we got that Spotify going on. If you're going to be waiting for the audio version of this, forgive me for tonight. Uh, but for those of you that maybe are just now tuning in live, uh, basically... If you rewind back to the beginning, you'll you'll find out what's going on. But um, given the circumstances, I feel better, but I'm just going to take some more water, have some uh, have some Advil, call it a night. Otherwise, I'd put the audio out right now. I'm going to put the audio out uh, tomorrow afternoon for your downloading and listening pleasure. But do be kind, rewind, check out previous episodes you might have missed on demand and on the downloads. First time here, welcome. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, comment below. Let me know what you had thought about Raw for this week. What do you make of all this craziness that is Vince McMahon and WWE selling and all that good jazz? Number of topics that we covered here on the show tonight. Sound off. Let me know what you guys had thought. And until next go round, I'm wishing all of you all to be safe and most importantly, be kind to one another. I will see you guys next go round Wednesday night after AW Dynamite. Take care, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening in Infinity One Productions presentation, keeping it honest, insightful and interactive.